BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, Tory Holt gets close again. Is this the year plus the playoff race? It's not. And later, the Rams headed to the East Coast again. We preview the Rams at Giants. Before we get into the beef here, I uh, did want to remind you, RamsShowcase.com. Click under that merch tab. That is where you can snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are absolutely awesome. Shout out to AJ for helping me out with those. Also, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags is where you can follow on uh, socials and uh, keep up with all the good stuff. We also, uh, we I've been trying to do a, a very good job. I've done an okay job. I will say that much <laughs> as far as like the milestones that are hit in game because I'm not a big uh, social media guy in general. Uh, but then uh, when uh, when I'm watching the Rams game, my phone not really in my hand. So I'm trying to do my best job on those, though, because uh, I think that those are awesome. It's, it's cool to keep up with the um, the milestones that these Rams players are hitting. We, we are watching history every single week when we watch this team take the field. So to keep up with uh, those milestones, I think it's really cool. We'll talk about what those milestones could potentially be here in a bit when we get into the game preview. Uh, but first, we have some uh, things to take care of. We'll start with Rams wide receiver Torrey Holtz, officially a Hall of Fame finalist once again. And I think I speak for all of us when I say it is time. It is time that Torrey Holt finally gets into the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's been a finalist. It, it feels like forever. I was going to find the uh, the actual number of how many times he's been a finalist. I, well, I think it's creeping up there, though. It's getting getting to be a little high, and I think it is definitely time that uh, Torrey Holt uh, joins the rest of his greatest show on turf brethren in canton ohio i think that this is a it, it is it is officially overdue although i will also say that uh who he's going against uh this um the this class is going to be extremely strong no matter who is picked uh, i just think that tory holt being on this list for so long now needs to finally get in but uh of the list that we saw five of those guys get in and that's extremely tough to be considered the top five of literally all guys who should be hall of famers like every single name that's on the finalist list this year it's like yeah all of these guys should go uh so will tory holtz uh, will that be this year well i hope so uh i think it's time that that finally happens so uh, we're pulling for tory holtz and uh hopefully uh, Mr. Holt gets his gold jacket and uh, gets to uh, be immortalized forever in Canton, Ohio at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Good, good stuff. And it, uh, yeah, Torrey Holt, we are definitely, um, I mean, it, it's getting it's getting ridiculous now, right? Like we, we've, we've officially reached the amount of time where it's like, all right, but like really though, get him in. 
<laughs> get this guy in there, man. He's he's awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, we'll 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 of course follow this as it goes on. But uh, Tory Holt, so hopefully this is the one, man. Hopefully this is the one. Moving to some transactions, nothing really Rams related, but there is Rams related related activities going on. Former division rival. Uh, Russell Wilson benched by the Denver Broncos and is expected to become a free agent this offseason. So he's come a long way from taking the Seattle Seahawks to Super Bowls and is now being benched by the Denver Broncos. Jarrett Stidham will take over duties in Denver. But again, Russell Wilson uh, is expected to be cut this offseason. So March time, he should be a free agent free to sign anywhere. Will he be done playing or will he uh, try it somewhere else with a third NFL team? We'll have to see what happens. Former Rams kicker Cairo Santos does sign a four-year extension with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Cairo Santos, short-timer for the Rams, uh, as he did just a couple of weeks in that 2021 Super Bowl season as a member of the Rams. Or was that uh, 2018? I think it was, it might've been 2018. Yeah, 2018. I'm getting my Super Bowl years mixed up. Sorry, there seems to be so many of them. And uh, former Rams kicker, uh, Mason Crosby. I say former Rams kicker very, very loosely. He was technically on the roster for a week, but was not active. But he did uh, sign with the Giants last week and could be going against the Rams this week. Uh, He was uh, signed due to injury, I believe. And uh, yeah, so we'll see if... um, who was almost the Rams kicker, is playing against the Rams this weekend as uh, Lucas Haversick, though, still having some struggles getting the ball uh, going through the upright. So we'll see if that can, uh, that can correct here a little bit. And uh, former Rams defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day, he was waived by the Los Angeles Chargers in what was a quite a surprising move and then eventually did sign with the San Francisco 49ers. So he is now an enemy, and, well, we no longer care about his safety. Right, kids? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, either way, that's a, that's a bummer to see him go to the 49ers, but it's also not a make-or-break move for the 49ers. I think that they more so probably made this move to keep him away from other people. Uh, potentially the Rams. I'm not sure if the Rams were uh, really in the, the SJD sweepstakes. Uh, but I will say that uh, him being waived from the Chargers, he was the the Chargers uh, second. He was second in sacks, only behind Khalil Mack uh, with the Chargers. And I will say that I do think that's a Brandon Staley move. I think that after Staley was fired, I think that Sebastian Joseph Day probably had the, along the lines of a conversation of like, I don't want to be here anymore. I came here because of him. Uh, let me go so I can go sign somewhere uh, that is uh, competing this year because the Chargers, of course officially uh, eliminated from the playoffs and now he goes to the 49ers who uh, could be looking at the number one seed in the nfc playoff race speaking of the nfc playoff race let's take a peek at the standings here Uh, we'll start with the nfc west where the 49ers are in first place with that 11 and 4 record this week at the washington commanders the rams sitting in second this week at uh, the new york giants rams with an eight and seven record same record as the seattle seahawks who are in third but of course the rams did Pull out the brooms on the Seahawks and uh, Seattle hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers for the only home NFC West team this week. And if the uh, Rams win and Steelers win, Rams do lock in uh, their playoff spot. 
Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals sitting in last place, 3-12 and this week. They are at the Philadelphia Eagles, which uh, does not feel good for the Cardinals, right? That, that feels like a bad time, um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but either way, Cardinals, um, they've been eliminated. They're going to be eliminated. Eliminated. And then uh, taking a peek at the actual playoff race in the number one seed right now is the 49ers, 11-4, like I said, at Washington. Philadelphia Eagles at 11 and 4 also currently sitting in the 2 seed. They would host or they will host the Arizona Cardinals this week. Detroit Lions at 11 and 4 in the 3 seed. So yes, quite the race for the number 1 seed in the NFC playoffs. Uh the Detroit Lions though at the Dallas Cowboys. That game goes down on Saturday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers holding the 4th seed at 8 and 7 this week they are uh, I put at Tampa Bay. They are at New Orleans or when, let me, let me just, let me just look. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna look because I don't want to be wrong here. I put, uh, that they were playing themselves though. And that's not true, obviously. So let me kill time. They are hosting the Saints. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys sitting in your top wildcard seat at number five. They are 10 and five. And uh, this week, hosting Detroit on Saturday, like I had mentioned, uh, the Los Angeles Rams sitting in the sixth seed at eight and seven at the New York Giants this week. We'll be talking about that game here shortly. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks round out the playoff picture right now with an eight and seven record this week, hosting Pittsburgh, sitting just on the outside, but uh, trying to find their way in. At uh, number eight, we have the Minnesota Vikings. They are uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers this week. The Atlanta Falcons at Chicago. The Green Bay Packers at Minnesota, and then uh, New Orleans will be in Tampa Bay. Those teams all at 7-8 and eight and uh, scratching, clawing, screaming, all kinds of different adjectives uh, trying to get into the playoff picture where the Rams and Seahawks are holding on to those last two spots. So we do feel like the number five uh, seed because that is already clinched also. The Dallas Cowboys have already clinched. Um, so that's kind of a battle for uh, who will win the division, but... It does feel like, uh, and actually it might have been clinched, uh, the five might be clinched by the NFC East loser. Um, I'd have to look on that. But uh, there's a lot of uh, moving and shaking to be had this weekend. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Rams winning is never going to hurt you as far as uh, chances in the playoffs. Uh, but with a loss and, say, a Seahawks win, that obviously isn't good. Uh, Packers winning uh with the rams loss is uh definitely not good also because the packers do hold the tiebreaker head to head against the rams but um i think that uh the atlanta falcons if i'm not mistaken i think the rams have the tiebreaker over them and minnesota definitely new orleans because the head to head um but tiebreakers i mean that gets kind of that those, those do get a little bit into the weeds and we can definitely go into those next week next week um, but uh, right now, hey, just win this game. If the Rams beat the Giants, then we're still looking pretty good. And uh, speaking of clinching scenarios and beating the Giants, the Rams can clinch the playoffs this week with a win and a Seahawks loss. That is as simple as it is. There is one more scenario that is a lot less likely. That would be a win over the Giants and the Packers and Vikings tying. Um, so there's there's that scenario, but again, unlikely. So I think the one we're looking for here is a we're big Steelers rooters this weekend, and of course uh, we need the Rams to beat uh, beat up on the New York Giants here. So 
Uh, that's um, that's kind of your playoff race right now. And, well, we've got a game preview to get into, and uh, that will go a long way in this playoff race as the Rams look to hold on, desperately clinging on to, uh, to one of those final playoff spots. So we got your full game preview. Uh, we'll do that on the other side of this break. It's right here at Ram Showcase. The Los Angeles Rams sitting at 8-7 and seven go to the other coast to take on the New York Giants, who sit right now at a 5-10 and 10 record. Los Angeles versus New York. Yeah, this is uh, storyline stuff for sure. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Kevin Kukler and Mark Sanchez in the booth with Laura Oakman on the sideline. Of course, this game taking place at MetLife Stadium. For you gamblers, the Rams are minus 5.5 for this, this game, so solid uh, favorites there. The money line on this game, uh, if you pick the Rams, it's minus 230. And the over-under sitting at 44.5. I do seem to think that that does, it does feel a little bit low. I'll be honest here. Uh, but what we're looking at here, Rams have not yet clinched a playoff spot. And with a loss, uh, the playoffs would essentially start next week for the Los Angeles Rams uh, in San Fran. That's, um, that would effectively be a playoff game uh, because with all the moving pieces right now with you know, the Vikings and the Packers playing against each other. The Seattle Seahawks playing against a team that uh, we feel like they're better than in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but who really knows there? Uh, there's a lot of different things right now. The Rams just really need to take care of their own business and not make a game in San Fran a playoff game. Because you also got to think that even if the 49ers are able to kind of lock up anything, is there anything in them as a team that would want to make sure that the Rams don't get into the playoffs, even if? The 49ers have already locked up their stuff. And I don't know if that's that's real or not. I, I wouldn't I, obviously I don't have that answer. Uh, but it does stand to reason that it it may be the 49ers remember last time these two teams met in the playoffs, and maybe they would say, like, you know what? They're one of the hottest teams in the league. Let's not even mess with them letting getting them in here and uh and come in hot. And that is absolutely a possibility. So let's take a peek at this matchup, uh, Rams and Giants. Uh, we'll start with the Rams offense going against the Giants defense. The Rams offense absolutely on fire lately, ranking seventh in the NFL, putting up a little over 275 a game, 276.7 a game, crawling on up. You love to see it. And uh, here, this is an interesting number for you, 376.7 a game given up. By the Giants defense, uh, same number there. That is ranked 26th in the NFL. Passing the football, Rams now a top 10 unit, uh, putting up just under 242 a game. And the Giants are giving up just barely under 230 a game. That is 20th in the league. Running the football, Rams another top 10 spot here at number 10, putting up just over 122 a game. And the Giants defense giving up a little over 134 a game. That is 29th in the NFL. And points being scored 23.8 for the Rams. That is 8th in the league. And uh, Giants giving up 24.7. That is tied for 27th. So definitely a spot here where the Rams are able to take advantage or should be able to take advantage over a Giants defense, which really just is not as good right now. Uh, but the Rams' run attack has really been making the donuts lately. The Rams are ninth in yards per rush and ninth in rushing yards. Did we really see that coming? I did not. I did not see this coming at all. But Kyron Williams, he's been on absolute fire lately, so you absolutely love to see it. The Rams' run attack is absolutely great. Like We just mentioned it. I mean, Kyron Williams, is he's on a tear right now. But Matthew Stafford... He is absolutely on fire right now. Matthew Stafford is having one of the best stretches of his entire career. 
and we are going into the playoffs. This is the perfect time for Matthew Stafford to just really settle in and just really start nailing it. And we have seen some of those misses. We saw a couple to Cooper Cup. We saw that Puka Nakua miss uh, against the, the Saints. But it's one of those things where you see Matthew Stafford miss that, and you're like, it's okay. He's never going to miss that again. Like, you know, he's not like one of those where, where you know, I'm trying to think of like a, like a Kyle Bowler kind of situation where he misses a ball, and you're like, well, that's just who he is. So, yep. Or even more recent, we can go Brett Rippon against Green Bay. Where he's missing passes, and you're like, yeah. Yep, that's Brett Rippin, all right, you know. But Matthew Stafford, uh, when he misses a ball like that, you're like, all right, well, he he knows now. He's not going to do that again, which is obviously very good to see. The Puka Nakua Cooper Cup receiving combo is uh, stuff to write home about. That combination is something that we are going to talk about probably until we die, right? Um, like I know for me, I will. <laughs> you know, even if this is the only year that we get it, which I don't think is true, but. Uh, even if this is the only year that we see Nakua and Cup playing together, uh, this is still something we'd be like, man, you remember when those guys were on the same field at the same time? Man, that was good stuff. So yeah, it is stuff to ride home about, man. This is absolutely amazing. And this Puka Nakua stuff, no joke, is extremely, extremely exciting. So obviously we love to see uh, the way that he's been able to, to handle his rookie season. His rookie season. That's so sick. So, so sick. And uh, let's see here. Um, uh, well, that's actually information that we'll talk about here in a moment here. But uh, to, for the Rams specifically, though, I mean, the way that this Rams run attack is going and the way that Matthew Stafford's playing, and you couple that in with the fact that we're going against the 29th ranked run defense in uh, the Giants, they're 26th in total yards. The Rams should be able to move the football in this one and should be able to put up a good chunk of points. And according to the averages, if the Rams were able to score 24, that makes total sense. But it does feel like this team is a lot more like a, a, a lot more powerful than the 23.8 points a game average right now. It does feel like this team absolutely has the ability to score all the way into the 30s. So let's take a peek at the 3 to C in this uh, side of the ball here. And we're going to go ahead and start with the offensive line. The entire offensive line is playing out of their minds. And of tackles who have played at least 500 snaps, both Rob Havenstein and A.J. Jackson are tied for the fewest sacks allowed with just one each. The Rams are third in sack percentage, giving up, and a big credit just goes to the entire offensive line. The entire unit is absolutely amazing. Steve Avila has the third most offensive snaps in the NFL, and that is for any position. And he is also in uh, fourth in sacks allowed uh, with just two. Number one is uh, Saidi So, I believe is how you say that. Uh, only played 78 snaps. And second is uh, Colby Sorsdal, uh, who has played 237 snaps, and that is compared and those guys only have given up uh, one sack each. I, I believe so is maybe not given up one. Uh, but either way, two and three have only given up uh, one sack each. And uh, like I said, Sorsdal at 237 snaps. Steve Avila, 971. So quite the difference there. And has only given up two sacks all season. That is absolutely unreal. And the reason this run game uh, with Kyron is going, um, uh, it's, it's Matthew Stafford looking like himself again, but... Uh, the reason this run game is, is is going is this offensive line, and that also leaks into, obviously, what Matthew Stafford is able to do. Working off the play action is absolutely huge, uh, but uh, the reason this offense is performing well is the offensive line. 
I mentioned it uh, until I was blue in the face all offseason. There is no team in the history of the NFL deep enough to overcome what the Rams dealt with last year. Set the record for most different offensive line combinations to start a season. Didn't have back-to-back starting offensive lines until I believe it was week 14-15. We had four different starting quarterbacks, a mess at running back, and then uh, three of our top four wide receivers ended the year on IR. No team has the ability to overcome that. You see just, just health come into play for this Rams team this season, and we are looking at the postseason. We won five games last year, and it kind of was, everybody kind of was down on this team. And it was like, well, hold on a second. Matthew Stafford didn't play most of the games. We had four starting quarterbacks. When did the year playing Baker Mayfield at quarterback and Van Jefferson being the clear-cut number one wide receiving option? Who is not even here anymore? You couple that in with uh, signing offensive linemen and then needing them to start that same week. You lose Aaron Donald, you lose Jordan Fuller. Like, it, it just, n- nothing last year was good. So I say all that to say, like, we just got health this year. All That's all we did. <laughs> we, we got health. We got younger. We got more inexperienced. But with health, this team has absolutely, completely flipped it around. And the offensive line making a massive difference. Health on the offensive line making a massive, massive, massive difference. And uh, if the team is going to make a run and and continue playing not only into the playoffs but through the playoffs, then that will definitely continue. And it always it wasn't always the most pretty offensive line this year. There were definitely times where we didn't like AJ Jackson as much, or Joe Nopum had to come in and it, it made us nervous and stuff like that. But the Jackson, Avila, Shelton, Dotson, Havenstein line is absolutely so sick. And as long as we've got this line this year. I'm feeling pretty good about what this offense is able to do because these guys are playing really, really good football together. Next up on the three to see is going to be wide receiver Puka Nakua. Puka might be the easiest player in the NFL to like, and he's on our team, which I think is just absolutely awesome. He is so easy to like. He's such a friendly guy. He's just a genuine dude, and he's absolutely incredible at football. It's so much fun to watch. Nakua also, he's he's on pace to have maybe the single greatest receiving season by a rookie in NFL history. We're just watching it unfold. Just sit back and, and, and enjoy this one out of Puka. I'm, I'm putting him on my three to see just so that uh, this is my reminder you to just to just sit back and enjoy this from Puka Nakua. Kick back, put those feet up and put your eyeballs on number 17 Rams fans because it is so much fun to watch. These performances that we're watching every single weekend right now coming up this Sunday, next week and into the playoffs. These are absolutely going to be stories that we tell, and I think that that is really cool stuff. We're going to be telling people, like, oh, man, but his rookie season, man, Puka's rookie season, I remember watching him play against the Giants. Like, that's these are real things. So I kind of say that to, to kind of to zone you back in on uh, what, we're, what we're actually watching here because I know we're all very interested in the playoffs and stuff like that. Like, I feel like we're always looking at what's next. Like, it's always like, if we can't win football games now, well, well who are we going to draft? Or if we are winning football games, it's like, well, who are we going to play in the playoffs? It's like, well, hold on a second. Let's just sit back and enjoy this right now, man, because Puka Nakua is doing some unbelievable things right now. We're going to be talking about this. Uh, potentially, if he breaks a record this weekend, we're going to be talking about watching this game uh, for years. So we're going to be telling people stories about watching this. So let's just, let's, let's just let's sit back and enjoy this, shall we? Because this Puka Nakua kid, man, he is fun to watch. And uh, next up on the three to see, we're going to go with Kyron Williams, the running back. Kyron is quietly maybe the sickest running back in the league right now, but don't tell anybody, all right? 
I, I know I'm telling you right now, but like I'm also to saying like, hey, let's just keep that. Let's keep that on the down low because we need to keep this one on the hush as we go into the playoffs. Because it doesn't feel like a lot of people are talking about Kyron Williams the way that Rams fans are talking about Kyron Williams. But we watch this dude every week and we know that not only is the Rams offense completely different when he is on the field, but this dude is unbelievable the way he's able to make these moves. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, seriously, watch Kyron Williams run. The way he hits the gaps, the way that he controls his speed, the way he slows down to let blocks develop and then hits the hits the gaps, turning on the Jets, that is absolutely amazing. The way he sets up the defenders and the moves that he makes, it's it's absolutely awesome. This is truly one of the best running backs the the, the Rams have had in quite a while. It, the best running back since since Todd Gurley, for sure, which, I mean, I will say this. Let's ease up on the new Todd stuff. The new Todd Gurley, the next Todd Gurley. He's the first Kyron, and that's awesome, but he also does not run like Todd. He doesn't really do a lot of Todd-like things. He's just a good running back. They just played the same position, but it's a very, very different thing. It's like saying that Tom Brady is like the next Michael Vick, and it's like, well, no, they're just good at different things. Yeah, they play the same position, but they're not the same guy. <laughs> so let's ease up on the new Todd stuff. He's not. They don't play the same at all. Um, but moving on to uh, the Giants offense going against the Rams defense. This uh, is a good opportunity for the Rams defense to kind of turn some stuff around defensively as the Giants offense in total yards, 32nd in the NFL, putting up just over uh, 292 a game. Rams defense, though, uh, sitting pretty middle of the road at 17, giving up uh, 351.5 per game. And passing the football, uh, another 32nd rank for the Detroit, or excuse me, for the New York Giants, uh, putting up 131, or excuse me, 153.1 a game. I'm looking at too many numbers here, confusing my brain, uh, but that is last in the NFL. Just over 150 game, that is not very good. Rams pass defense is 22nd, giving up 231.3 a game and running the football. This is where the Giants uh, do tend to do a better job with Saquon Barkley as they are tied for 14th, putting up a little over 110 a game. Rams defense giving up 105.7 that is 13th in the league. And then points being scored. Giants only putting up 14.3. That is 31st in the league. And uh, the Rams defense 22.1 giving up a game that is tied for 17th. The Rams defense does feel shaky, but it does feel like they come through when you absolutely need them to, which is a very Raheem Morris feel to the last few weeks where the Rams are coming out and they're they're looking great. Absolutely just beating the butt cheeks off of somebody. and then. It kind of comes in a little bit later and they kind of start to come back a little bit. But it does feel like when you absolutely have to stop them, that this Rams defense will do it. But it does feel like you you absolutely need the stop to get this Rams defense to a spot where it will stop you. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Uh, but it feels like if if you it's like well, we can give up a first or we can give up a touchdown. We're still OK. Then you're that's what we're going to give up. If that makes any sense. But uh, this defense is feeling a little bit scary right now. It does make me a little bit nervous. I know that. I've had plenty of conversations with other Rams fans where it seems like a lot of people are like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, they just they make me nervous. But at the same time, I mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe right now. we got the Rams defense that does feel shaky, especially in the secondary. Special teams, it, let's be honest here, it's a mess. Um, special teams is not good right now. Where We are probably one of the weakest special teams units in the entire league. Ethan Evans has a hell of a boot, but we can't get blocking assignments right. We've already had two blocks this year, which is too many. I'll be honest, that's way too many. 
you one is like we made a mistake we made a catastrophic mistake we cannot let this happen again two now is like okay well maybe maybe, maybe chase blackburn is not getting it done uh we we have austin trammell at returner who's fine but he's not anything exciting he's not a super special he doesn't like when he's taking the ball you're not like oh snap like good luck defense you know uh and then lucas haversick um obviously we've seen his struggles we've seen a lot of kicking struggles uh, so it, it is, it's a nervous thing right now. The entire special teams unit is very nervous right now, but going back to the Rams defense, the secondary is, is part of it. But I also will say this, that I, I think this, this unit is just young. Uh, I think that we kind of forget that, um, with some of the veterans that we do have, like an Ernest Jones or an Aaron Donald, or even a Jordan Fuller in fairness, who's back there in the secondary, uh, that I think what we're forgetting that like Durant, Kendrick, second year players, Akella Witherspoon, first year with the Rams. Uh, we got, you know, Trey Tomlinson, who's a rookie. We got, you know, like Duke Shelley, um, like Sean Jolly, stuff like that. Like just young players, inexperienced players, Quentin Lake, who just like they just they have not gotten a lot of time yet. So I would say that I'm a lot less nervous about the fact that like this secondary just can't get it done. I, I'm more in the camp that like this, this, this secondary in this defense is just young and, st- and still getting together. They're still learning, which. I mean, yeah, we're in we're we're in week what seventeen. It, it it's about time to get it to get it together. But we we did see it just kind of happen not long ago, not only a few weeks ago with the offense, really. So I think that that's totally reasonable. But either way, I think that this it, we're we're forgetting. I think that this defense is so young. I think that that's a big thing right now. I keep seeing just people be like, "This defense is terrible." It's like, well, it's loaded with like first and second year players though, like. The, like some of our best players, in fairness, young Turner, like we, we got some gems in there, but let, let's not forget how young these guys really are. Um, speaking of the rookies, though, those, those rookies coming in clutch. Co- both Kobe Turner and Byron Young have definitely solidified themselves. These guys are absolutely awesome. And we'll be talking about how crazy it was that we got them in the same year. Similar to my sentiment on Puka Nakua, we will be talking like in three years from now, we're going to, somebody's going to ask me the question, uh, like you know, at the bar or something like that. It's like, like when did those guys come in like oh dude they were both in the 2023 class yeah we weren't picking in the first round still first round picks are for suckers dude and this is why because we can get our gems uh you know deeper in the in the draft than that so either way i think that that's going to be one of those those very exciting conversations that is like oh man we got them the same year and they are absolutely killing it together which is really really cool stuff uh, but the Rams secondary uh, is prone to getting beat over the top for sure um if that can be corrected, in in fairness, that is a very correctable thing. Just some coaching. We need to just make sure that we, we're keeping an eye on the back end there. Uh, then we should see a jump in production. So hopefully that can happen uh, with some of these leaders that we have on this defense. We need to be able to get somebody to say like, hey, we need to get it together here. Um, then the Rams pass rush it has been closing pockets, but we'll need another good week and not get burned by another mobile quarterback in uh, Terod Taylor, who is taking over the duties. And Giants offense has not done much, but a QB change could definitely spark that. And uh, if you notice there, I did pronounce his name, Terod Taylor, because, well, that's how it's pronounced. And he's been saying this for years. He has been saying it's Terod for years, like four teams ago. He was like, it's Terod Taylor. Um, And still, announcers, uh, talking heads, ESPN pundits, all this stuff, everybody says Tyrod. It's not. It's Terod. It's Terod. Terod. Tyrod. Tyrod is an uh, that's an object, not a name. It's uh, I'm sure it might be somebody's name, but it's not his. <laughs> his name, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. 
It takes out into the weekend for you. And the announcers are going to say Tyrod, Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, they're going to say Tyrod, um, but just know that they're wrong. And if you look up videos of Tyrod Taylor saying his own name, he says Tyrod. So that's what we're going to stick with. And uh, three to see on the defensive side here. Uh, we're going to start with the secondary. I'm bunching them all together here. It feels like the Rams secondary is a weak spot. They're so talented, but it feels like they're capable of giving up so much. Getting beat deep has definitely been a problem. Getting those assignments right will be important heading into the postseason. If we're going to get beat over, get beat deep over the top, man, then uh, that's something that we definitely need to uh, focus in on as we uh, head into uh, postseason play. Because uh, teams will start taking advantage of that, and if we're giving up, you know, those long bombs, your chances of winning uh, they they dwindle for sure. Next up on the three to see here is going to be Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones has had an incredible season with the Rams. He needs 11 more tackles. He will break the single-season tackle record held currently by James Laurinaitis. Jones also gets a chance to play against a new starting quarterback for the Giants and Terod Taylor, uh, who will put up, uh, who he was put in at, at halftime last week and then, of course, named the starter. Uh, but that is uh, quite the obstacle when you're not used to, or like all the tape that you're looking at, is from a guy named DeVito who runs the offense different. So that is definitely the hurdle there for Ernest Jones in this game. But as the play caller of this defense, I want to see how Jones interacts with the guys to fire him up this week. Uh, we, we know we've got a lot of defensive leaders, but I'm really curious to see how Jones steps into that role and can maybe leak that into the, the secondary and get everybody playing better. And uh, next up will be Kobe Turner and Bobby Brown. Both of these guys have really come into their own lately, and uh, these two are making those those reps where Aaron Donald takes off. Um, they are less scary now for Rams fans. They're more scary for opposing fans, but they're less scary for us now that when Aaron Donald takes a playoff, uh, we don't completely just crumble, which is really good. And then, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes on these guys uh, when the Rams are on defense. We finally have guys who legitimately take advantage of the attention that Aaron Donald gets, especially Kobe Turner. That guy is exciting. Moving on here to milestones. Uh, so these are the ones that I try to keep up uh, with. Uh, I'm posting them on uh, social media uh, if they are, of course, hit, which uh, these first ones here, probably not, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see Matthew Stafford, though. He does need 1,294 passing yards to pass Eli Manning for 10th all-time in NFL history. He needs 11 passing touchdowns to pass Eli Manning for 10th most in NFL history and one fourth-quarter comeback to pass Drew Brees for 5th most in NFL history. Tight end Tyler Higby needs 52 receiving yards to pass Harold Jackson for 14th most in franchise history, two more touchdowns to pass Robert Woods for 14th most in franchise history. Wide receiver Cooper Cup needs 31 receptions to pass Henry Ellard for third most in Rams franchise history, uh, which is not impossible, but quite the task in just two games. Defensive lineman Aaron Donald needs two tackles for loss to pass Julius Peppers for third most all-time in league history. He needs five sacks to move into the top 25 all-time in NFL history and needs one forced fumble to pass Derek Brooks, currently tied. And uh, he would be tied then for 43rd most all-time in forced fumbles. Wide receiver Puka Nakua needs 147 receiving yards to pass Bill Groman for most receiving yards in a single season by a rookie in NFL history. That record is set in 1960 by Bill Groman. 147, he's got two games to do it. 
Also, two games to get nine more receptions to pass Jalen Waddle for most receptions in a season by a rookie in NFL history. Nine receptions for a 147. That just sounds like a Puka Nakua day. Let's go ahead and get one, big guy. I love to see it. And uh, linebacker Byron Young needs just half a sack to pass Kevin Carter for second most sacks by a rookie in franchise history. That leader at number one is rookie Kobe Turner, who is at six and a half. Currently, uh, most sacks by a rookie in franchise history. But Byron Young, nipping at his heels. He's right there, man, right there. And uh, linebacker Ernest Jones, 11 combined tackles away from breaking James Laurinaitis' single-season tackle record for the Rams. That was set in St. Louis. And then safety John Johnson, just five tackles away from passing Oshimago Atagwe for eighth most tackles in franchise history. He is 25 away from being seventh most passing safety Adam Archuleta. But uh, John Johnson did pass Leonard Little recently. So did Aaron Donald. So Leonard Little officially booted out of the top 10 in uh, Rams franchise history in tackles, now sitting back at 11. And uh, your history of this matchup, the Rams do lead the all-time series 29-17, and 17, making this the 47th all-time meeting between the Rams and the Giants. The Rams have won the last three with the most recent game coming on October 17th of 2021. That was a 38-11 win for the Rams at MetLife Stadium. First ever game between these two came on November 13th of 1938. That was a Giants win over the Cleveland Rams 28-0. The Rams, however, did win seven of the first nine in this series. The Rams' longest win streak being six. They did that twice, uh, 40s into the 50s, and then also the 60s into the 70s. The Giants' longest win streak, however, being seven. They hit that from 2002 to 2016, which, if you remember, not the sickest of years for the Rams. So uh, that makes sense there. And uh, the Rams are 15-9 and nine when playing at the Giants. So, of course, that being the case this week. And I uh, didn't check on any weather in this one. Maybe we'll do that here in a moment if I've still got time. But uh, obviously being out in New York in uh, December time, uh, not totally ideal, but I think we should be okay for this one. And uh, let's take a peek at uh, some connections in this one. Former Rams who are now on the Giants. We'll start with defensive lineman Sean Robinson, who played with the Rams from 2020 to 2022, was able to get a Super Bowl ring as a member of the Rams. And then wide receiver coach Mike Groh. He was uh, the wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator for the Rams in 2016, that first year back in L.A. under uh, head coach Jeff Fisher. Former Giants who are now on the Rams, it is just the one. Special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, he spent 10 years, 2005 to 2015, as a player for the New York Giants. He was a linebacker. I, of course, remember watching him play that 05 to 15 range that was definitely like some very big Sheriff Joe Bags football watching years for sure. As I, I could have started in like the 97, 98 range. Uh, I was just a young guy. I was born in 91, but uh, that, that the 2000s there uh, was really, really, really big in my, uh, in my watching. So I definitely remember watching Chase Blackburn with the Giants. That's, that's pretty cool stuff. And we'll take a peek at some uh, connections here, other connections uh, as far as uh, former teammates here. So in the NFL, defensive tackle Laryl Murchison uh, played in Tennessee with kicker Randy Bullock and cornerback Adore Jackson, not at the same time. Running back Royce Freeman played in Houston with quarterback Terod Taylor. 
Coleman Shelton played in Arizona with tackle Joshua Miles and offensive lineman Justin Pugh. That happened in 2019. Offensive line coach Ryan Wendell, bit of a reunion with the guys that he was with in Buffalo with quarterback Matt Barkley, offensive linebacker or outside linebacker, excuse me, Carlos Casham, running back Matt Breida, wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins, head coach Brian Dable, offensive line coach Bobby Johnson, there's Shea Tierney, and also John Egorogu. I'm so sorry, John. I totally butchered that. I'm sure. And uh, Matt Breida, also uh, connections don't end there with Matt Breida and Rams players, as uh, he also did play in San Francisco with Akella Witherspoon. Mike LaFleur was coaching there, and uh, also Coleman Shelton there as well. And your college connections, Jordan Fuller played at Ohio State with wide receiver Paris Campbell. That was 2018 and 19. Darian Kendrick and Tremaine Ingram, they both played at Clemson with uh, Dexter Lawrence and Isaiah Simmons. And Kyron Williams and Benny Sko played at Notre Dame with cornerback Nick McLeod. And Byron Young played at Tennessee with wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. That is your game preview. The Los Angeles Rams heading to the New York Giants. Very much so um, a playoff atmosphere for this game for the Los Angeles Rams as the Giants are kind of just playing out the season as they are now out of it. But uh, the Rams uh, still very much not fully in it, although sitting at the sixth seed right now, do have the tiebreaker over the Seattle Seahawks, which is very good, but do not have the tiebreaker of the Green Bay Packers. So we would still like to see them get absolutely crushed. New Orleans, the Rams do have the tiebreaker there. But um, yeah, it's uh, this is very much a win and it helps you out a lot kind of scenario for the Los Angeles Rams. So got a big one this weekend as the game kicks off 10 o'clock a.m. on uh, Fox. So check your local listings. I'll also put it on uh, the Ram Showcase Facebook page. The distribution map is there. People get so angry at the distribution map every single week. Every single week there's angry reacts, but I don't control those. So that's all you got there. Well, that is your game preview. Make sure you follow on at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags for game day photos, all that good stuff. And on the other side of this break, we will get into fan quesos. It's Ram Showcase. All right, time to head into our fan quesos. First few here coming from uh, Facebook and uh, Gary. And uh, Gary, by the way, uh, you are very much barely getting these in and uh, wouldn't have been getting these in if I didn't have uh, updates on my computer. Usually recording happens on Wednesday night. This is Thursday as uh, my computer needed to update as soon as I sat down to record, which is always awesome. But happy I can get these, uh, these answers in for you, man. But just a heads up. Uh, typically recording on Wednesday nights here. So uh, first view coming here from Gary. I don't believe many of us saw them competing for a playoff spot when the season started. It's great as a fan to be pleasantly surprised. You are absolutely right, man. Uh, that's um, like even heading into the bye week, three and six, three game losing streak. It was kind of like, okay, well, it's one of those years, you know, kind of, it felt like we were just kind of packing it in, which was uh, a lame feeling, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's really nice to see this team string together some wins. That bye week did some wonders for this team. So it's really cool to see uh, them kind of turn it around and be in position now to go to the playoffs. And of course, it's not, you know, solidified yet. And there could still be things that happen that um, allow us not to play playoff games. Uh, but right now it's feeling good, man. And so, yeah, pleasantly surprised for sure. And that's always a, a really exciting thing when we kind of feel like we might be worse than we actually are. And right now, this offense is banging on all cylinders, so absolutely love to see it. Next one here from Gary. Our corners seem to be uh, it seem to let up when we get a lead. 
and uh, Baltimore had some long completions against them. Do we need an edge rusher to reduce their cover time? Well, I think that we just need some time to let this secondary keep um, developing. Uh, I think that we we forget how young the these guys are, and so yeah, we're just seeing some some of those youth mistakes. Uh, I, I think that like we have like a Jordan Fuller who's a, a veteran and stuff like that, and he he's had his his share as well, but. Uh, for the most part, this is a very young secondary who hasn't really played a whole lot together. So, in fact, I, I, I'm a lot less worried about it than I think other people are, than the average Rams fan is, uh, because I still see some really good things from this secondary. We just, um, every once in a while, we'll let up um, those those deep completions. So, obviously, you would like to see that uh, kind of dwindle down and and be able to not let that happen. But but right now, uh, I think on average, I'm a lot less concerned uh, than uh, than most people, and it's just because this is a it's a very young secondary, a very inexperienced secondary, and I think that we even forget that like Darian Kendrick and um, and Kobe Tur- or Kobe Durant, those guys are still only second year players, man. And Akella Witherspoon, this is his first year here. Uh, Quentin Lake is very young as well. Like there, there's a lot of youth in this uh, secondary, so yeah, it's just I, I don't know if I'm super concerned about it, but. As far as the answer goes, I think that uh, development time and just like seeing that stuff keep popping up on film is going to be is going to be very big for this team. But yeah, getting the pass rush to get home uh, would absolutely help a ton. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as especially as far as those um, those late or those uh, deep passes go, if they don't have time to get down there, then uh, obviously that's a big thing. But uh, Ed Rusher is a concern for the Rams roster right now, at least to going into the off season. I think that we are okay enough to continue on. Uh, with the rest of this year, but it, it is something I do think needs to be addressed. And then uh, next one here, one last, uh, or one last one, did Baltimore give the NFL the blueprints to squash the winners? Or the whiners, uh, excuse me. Um, uh, you, know, you know, yes and no. Uh, it, it's definitely good to see, like, okay, this is the game plan that they had to, to go against the, the 49ers and, and, and play really well against them. Uh, but also, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens are probably the best team in the league right now. So um, as far as like if if they're giving you a blueprint, it's like here, you want the blueprint on how to beat the 49ers, you be a really, really talented football team. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, so I, I don't know how much we, we got in like a, a blueprint on how to beat the 49ers, but it definitely was nice to see. That's uh, that's what I know. <laughs> Next one here, uh, Cup and Stafford didn't seem to hook up well in the Saints game. Uh, there were some hard catches, but Cooper usually catches these. Matthew seemed to be in sync with Puka and Demarcus. Hopefully, Cooper and Matt can sync up against the G-Man. Um, yeah, some of those those, pla- those passes were really close, but also like that one in the end zone. I'm not surprised he dropped it. I mean, it's a, that's a really really tough catch. It would have been impressive as hell if he caught it, but. Him to drop it is kind of like, yeah, that's that's hard. But yeah, it's it's one of those where uh, like to drop it is like, eh, yeah, that's that's tough. And then if he catches it, you're like, oh, my gosh, catch of the year, you know. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts into that. But as far as out of sync, they are a little bit. Um, but I, I think that uh, I don't know, man, it's I, I think a part of it is that uh, they haven't played as much this year as, you know, Matthew to to Puka and stuff like that. So. Uh, DeMarcus is coming on really strong, which is really cool to see, but it'll be there. I'm not concerned about it. I think it really was more of a one-off game uh, that they were kind of out of sync than just like, this is who they are now, and they struggle, you know? So I, I think it's it's more so along the lines of, like, that, that game specifically, 
they just were kind of seeing things a little bit different than each other because there was a lot of like the the places that um, that like Stafford were, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Cup was trying to like sit down in the zone. It was just not on the same page as Matthew Stafford. So I, I think it's more of a one-off game kind of situation than just like than than they are now struggling. Heading over to the YouTube channel here. Um, oh, by the way, Gary also did ask uh, on a different post um, if the uh, if the NFL Plus shows out-of-market games. And no is the answer to that. Uh, for out-of-market games, you do need uh, to get NFL Sunday ticket. But with NFL Plus, which is what I have, uh, you can watch the in-market games, which obviously that's uh, minimal help. Um, but uh, you can also watch uh, NFL Red Zone, which I typically stick to if if the Rams are on, I'm watching the Rams. If the Rams are not on, I'm probably on something like NFL Red Zone. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's your answer to that one, Gary. Yeah, Sunday Ticket does not uh, have the same, or Plus does not have the same features as uh, Sunday Ticket. Uh, but heading over to the YouTube channel, this one from Rams House. What's your biggest regret when it comes to content creating? Oof, dude, that's a tough question, man. It's a deep question. I would say, uh, yeah, that's tough. I would say, I don't know. I, I always just feel like I can put out more. Um, it's it's almost impossible to because I, I, I work, you know, so many hours a week and and, and there's still got to be some kind of social life. And of course, you know, going out to watch the games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I would say I could always, I always feel like I could be putting out more work though. Uh, videos, that sucks that I am not doing those right now. I miss it, but uh, I, I physically don't know when I would have the time to to edit those videos and put them out. So, uh, so that's a, a hang up there. I, I've been trying to find help for Ram Showcase, but um, everybody who reaches out, it doesn't really seem like the 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 best fit. So, um, I am I just stopped looking. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Um, but um, I'll, I've even asked for like searched for help on like the website and stuff like that, and. I don't know. It just seems to not happen. So I, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to, to, to do more than I am physically even capable of sometimes. So that'd be my biggest regret probably is I feel like I, I should be able to put out more, more stuff. Next one here from Dominic. Uh, if the Rams win out, what do you think their chances of winning the Super Bowl this year? Uh, pretty solid. I mean, that's the thing though, is like winning out or not winning out, getting into the playoffs, uh, it's a clean slate. And I, I don't like, I'm one of those weirdos who, like, if if something happens in the regular season, the like the second the playoffs start, it, those are irrelevant now. Like, uh, what you did in in the in the regular season now doesn't really matter anymore. Like, it, as far as like the the actual approach to the playoff games, um, like obviously records and stuff like that are awesome. It's not like if we don't win the Super Bowl that Puka Nakua's season just is like irrelevant now. You know, stuff like that. But I would say. Um, that uh, the the team's chances of winning a, a, the Super Bowl are already very good. This team is playing very very good football right now. So uh, to see that um, leak into the playoffs, I think will be massive. But I would put this this as like a, probably second or third in the NFC as far as like chances on winning the Super Bowl. And a lot of that is just with um, needing to play some road games is going to make it tough for sure. Next one here from Payo Tom. What are your thoughts on Edge? I feel like for so many years, every season, Rams fans and NFL analysts say that edge is a need for the Rams to address. Do you think Byron Young and Michael Hoyt have addressed this need? Um, I would say no if you're packaging those two in together. Michael Hoyt is is fine. Um, I don't dislike Michael Hoyt, 
but I would say that he's overall a pretty average NFL rusher. I know that he's done a good job in like sacks and stuff like that, and he's got games where he plays really, really well. Um, but I, I feel like for every one game that he plays, you know, like, and he's really, really on, he's got like another two or three that are just that are just okay. So uh, I would say if you're packaging those together, then my answer is no. I do think the Rams do need to address the edge rusher spot opposite of Byron Young. Uh, because Young is playing very, very well. Uh, but um, and I think that, too, that we can see that, you know, the, the coaching staff also feels this way about Michael Hoyt, considering how many reps that guys like Nick Hampton have started to get late in the season. So I don't think that this is me just being a jerk to Michael Hoyt. I think that um, that all the signs are there saying that, like, yeah, he's fine, but we can definitely get better. And I think that that should be the approach heading into this offseason, that uh, with that spot specifically, we really should be looking at improving it um, because I think getting another edge rusher opposite of Byron Young makes our defense dramatically better. Next one here from Rams House. Uh, are you someone who wants to see the Rams play the Lions in the playoffs or would you rather see them play another team in the first round? I know as long as we get to the dance, it doesn't matter. But if you could choose, who would you want them to face? I love that you added that part because my answer was 1000% going to be like, I don't care who we play. Just get to the playoffs, man. <laughs> so with your uh, with your addition in there, I will say the storyline that is the Rams at the Lions in the playoffs is unbelievable. And I absolutely love it. So, uh, yeah, I do want to see that game. I think that that would be very, very cool. Just NFL wise, NFL storyline wise for Matthew Stafford to be awesome for Jared Goff. It'd be awesome. Uh, these two teams, they, they kind of run deep with each other right now. You know, the whole Brad Holmes connection and uh, the way that that was able to to kickstart a lot of Rams players going there, uh, such as obviously the Goff move like we had talked about, Josh Reynolds up there and stuff like that. So uh, I think that uh, it would be very, very cool to see. But as far as like the other teams that we could play, it's obviously going to be awesome if we can get a, a, a shot at the 49ers. It's obviously going to be awesome if we can get another shot at Philly uh, against Dallas will be very exciting. Um, I don't know if Green Bay makes it, but I would love another shot at Green Bay. Um, it just There's a couple of teams in there like Dallas, Green Bay, Philadelphia, where it's like we feel like we should have maybe won those games and, you know, it just didn't really work out. So. Um, the the Rams at Lions, though, definitely that is top tier storyline football, and I'm here for all of that. So I think that'd be super sick, actually. Uh, next one here from Rams House. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Um, I did get uh, some Rams slippers. I also got a Rams shirt. It is a Mitchell and Ness shirt. It's like a throwback. It's yellow with the, uh, the old like uh, helmet logo on it. It's absolutely awesome. I uh, love that shirt. That is super cool. I think that's about all I got for Christmas. But uh, either way, that was uh, that that shirt is super nice. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure if uh, if you follow me on socials, I always do my game day post, um, or like on Facebook, I always put a photo of me and the squad watching uh, the game, and uh, you'll see that shirt uh, this week. Yeah, gotta wear it this week. And uh, next one from Rams House. What would sharing a room with Tutu Atwell be like? Oh man, that'd be tough because I feel like he he knows that I've called him a bust in the past, right? So like, if I ever was like, "Hey man, can you pass me the remote?" He's like, "Oh, can can I? I don't know. I'm just a bust." You know, <laughs> I feel like that would be very much the conversations that me and Tutu have. Like, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just a bust anyway, so it doesn't even matter, right? Like, 
so it would probably be pretty annoying. Uh, but uh, ultimately, man, Tutu is cool now. Uh, he's he's come a long way since his rookie year, man. And I, I know we had the conversation, Rams House, that like as soon as he got drafted, those like first press conferences, it was like, like who is this guy, man? Like I don't know if he's really into it. I don't know if he really fits our culture. And then he just didn't perform well, and it was like, okay, hold on, this is not good. And then. I don't know, and and let's not pretend like he's blown up this year, and that like he's like uh like a Pro Bowl wide receiver in twenty twenty three. He's done a lot better, but I mean, let's not you know, let's let's not pretend like he's totally turned that corner yet. So I do want to still see some progression from the two two train, um, but uh, sharing a room with him I think would be really fun because he's he's his personality is definitely like started to to, to bloom out a little bit more uh, as the this season has gone on, which is really cool to see. Next one here from Payo Time. Describe what your perfect Sunday, uh, despite yeah, describe your perfect Sunday morning till night. Oh man, that's a that's a good question. I would say waking up uh, not to an alarm, which means that we don't have the early kickoff game like we do this week, um, because that sucks every time. Um, but I would say like just kind of waking up casually, turning on the TV. Games are about to start, so I would say I'm in Mountain Time Zone. So I, I would say if it, if I wake up at like 1055 I'm feeling pretty happy about it put my eyeballs back on my bets for a quick little round see if there's anything that I want to add or change or anything um then I kind of throw on a pot of coffee as I'm watching uh you know the first first round of games maybe maybe hop in the shower beforehand maybe uh, maybe I'll say I want to wake up at like 10 10 35 10 40 so I can hop in the shower get the coffee rolling uh kick off as soon as I'm getting my cup of coffee into my face and then about halftime is when I take off um, to go watch the Rams games. I go up to the same bar. I've been going there since 2010 uh, to watch uh, the Rams and uh, go there. Uh, whoever we were playing, uh, Rams winning, uh, which is always good. Then I leave. I put on the uh, press conferences on my on my phone on my drive home. So I watch that, uh, get back, and then uh, watch Sunday Night Football. You get catch those highlights at halftime of uh, the Rams winning the game uh, previously in the day. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of wrapping it up for the night, man. Just kind of hanging out. But uh, it's all football. The, uh, my perfect Sunday is definitely full, fully football-related. Um, so, yeah, front front to back, dude. Got to do it. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to come back to this one here. So, Payo Time says, uh, do you lose sleep that Tory Holt isn't in the Hall of Fame yet? Dude, it is a travesty that Tory Holt is not in the Hall of Fame yet. What is going on, man? I will say, too, that uh, this class, I know that he's a finalist again, but uh, it's a tough class to get in, man. And that list that we get, only five of those dudes go in. And Torrey Holt, I mean, I think he absolutely should. And that's not just a Rams fan in me. He is, he is I mean, he's the reason I played wide receiver. He is, you know, one of the guys that got me really, really hooked into Rams football. You know, Marshall Falk was the, the reason why I initially went into it, but Torrey Holt was definitely one of those guys that kind of, kind of snagged me also and uh kind of kind of hooked me in there's a lot of players like that though Leonard Little's one of them uh and you got like OJ Atagway even uh Danny Amendola Steven Jackson of course Mark Bolger I definitely put in there uh yeah there's a lot of names but um um but I would say Tory Holt man he's he's so close to the top of that list for me and he definitely needs to get in man we need to get uh, we need to finish up this uh, greatest show on turf getting them all in there man cuz I think that that's super super cool and then uh, last one here coming from Payo time if you could set your sister up on a date with any any one Rams player who would you pick and why um I think that 
Dude, there's so many good choices here. Um, because there's a lot of really like wholesome, just good, good Rams players. You know what I mean? And if we're talking about my sister here, um, uh, like obviously I would have to be really picky about it. Jordan Fuller obviously is in that conversation. Not only is he a good dude, but I would also probably get to to meet and hang out with him, and <laughs> that would be pretty ideal. Uh, it'd be pretty sweet stuff. Matthew Stafford, obviously. Um, you know, hopefully everything with him and Kelly is is, is good, but uh, that would definitely be one. Uh, Cooper Cup for sure. Puka Nakua, absolutely. Uh, there's so many just like good, genuine dudes. Kobe Turner, obviously. So, yeah, man, take your pick. Dude, there's I, I think that the list of guys that I would not let my sister date is is probably lower. <laughs> but also, I mean my sister's like about to be 34. She can make her own decisions. <laughs> Who am I to be like, you cannot date him? Like, I don't know. She'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh that is it for our fan quesos. We had a big game uh this weekend as the Rams taking on the New York Giants trying to get into the postseason. And, uh, yeah, not officially clinched now, of course. Uh, again, that scenario is if uh, the Rams do need to win and have the Seahawks lose. That is the more um, uh, realistic option as far as uh, Rams clinching scenarios go. Obviously, uh, the other one being a win and the Packers and Vikings tie. Uh, that is uh, a lot less likely. Um, but I would also say that uh, the Rams winning this game goes a long way in making it to the postseason, but also... Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces to it. So uh, going into week 18, hopefully uh, that's a game where where we can see uh, this team, first of all, come off a win against the Giants and then go uh, into San Francisco and, and do some damage and, and just keep on playing. Uh, that's the goal, right? To not have just two more football games left. So in order for that to be a thing, we need to play good in uh, at least this one to start. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, beat up on these Giants and uh, get into the playoffs, shall we? Shall we? I think it'd be a good time. Good, good time. So uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you head over to ramshowcase.com. Click on that merch tab. That's where you can snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are awesome. They are soft. Uh, and they are yeah, super, super cool. I really like those. Uh, shout out to AJ for helping out with these, man. These, uh, these are absolutely incredible shirts for sure. Also, uh, follow uh, myself and Ram Showcase on social media at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags is where you can get that done. Um, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the fan sided network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening and go Rams. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.